What is up, everybody? Wake up, wake up. Wake up. Slamming. I'm redlining my voice right now. I'm looking at my voice meter and it's saying I'm being too loud. I got to back up because with me, as usual, I have Josh Fitzgerald. Hey. And Josh is not as loud. He doesn't like the red line. He just likes to cruise with his voice. So we have to adjust our mics accordingly. And I am way off subject here. So here we are, Josh. Yeah. Second attempt. Second attempt. <laughs> hey, just so everybody knows, we did the podcast that we're doing right now, and the computer shut down. And we didn't know it. So we kept talking for not that long. That was a good podcast. It was, dude. We were rocking. <laughs> and then I checked and my computer fell asleep. I, it's still on COVID time. <sighs> All right. So listen, people, we are so thankful to be back at it. We apologize that it's been months since Josh and I have gotten together to bring everyone, including ourselves, a new podcast edition, and we are excited to be here today. We're going a little off schedule because if you remember, we've been following the steps of the Beatitude, and I think we're at four or five the last time. Today, we are doing a special edition covid COVID-19! 19! 19! Shut down! Shut down! <laughs> Did you watch those videos? <laughs> Dude, those videos cracked me up, man. And then I started, like, I don't know, there seemed some depth to some of them, like, of the insanity that we're all going through. You do not have to wear a face mask to listen to this podcast. <laughs> you don't. Although... Depends on what city you live in and who's your governor because they might come into your house and take your kids because you're listening to this podcast because you don't have a mask on. And that's the depth of insanity, people, that we're here to clear up today. What makes you think that way? Right. <laughs> Stop looking at social media for the answers. Stop looking at fear to be the place to be. Amen. What did you say? Fear and faith cannot dwell in the same house. Can you say that a little bit louder? Fear and faith cannot dwell in the same house. That is right, people. And if anybody has been going out of their minds a little bit more than where you should be, and if anybody's been redlining over these last couple months, and you're a believer, then you must listen to that saying. Fear and faith, it's crazy. A long time ago when I first became a believer, we went to a thing in D.C. where a bunch of great Christian leaders got together. It was Luis Palau. I don't know if you ever heard of Luis Palau. He was a direct uh, descendant, not descendant, but he was right underneath the great Billy Graham back in the day and started this huge ministry. And he couldn't make it because he got sick or something, but he did this little video and he, he lists all these qualities, right? All these qualities that were negative. He says, at the beginning of this, this whatever, this gathering, this, uh, it was kind of like a powwow for Christians and a leadership program or something, discipleship, leadership, slash all that. Anyways, Luis Palau gets on there and he says, are you feeling uncomfortable? Are you feeling, are you afraid? Are you riddled with anxiety? Are you nervous? I don't know. He went on and on with all these, he says, I just want everyone to know 
that those qualities are not coming from God. Not. God is not giving you those qualities. And it was like, oh, because everybody was, you know, there and anticipating. Nobody knew each other. It was a huge event. And, you know, people were getting picked on and chosen to speak and whatnot. So a lot of those feelings might have been rolling through people's hearts and minds. And it was just crazy because, once again, without listening to somebody or listening to yourself, that's why it's important to join men's meetings or women's group or, you know, if you're going to the AA meetings or church in general, we must speak it out loud a lot of times to finally stop that insanity that can build up between our own two ears. So when Louis said that, it was like, wow. That is so big. It was crazy. It was life-changing for me. So any time that I was afraid to speak in front of a prison audience or any time that I didn't want to do something that God was calling me to do, I remember Louis saying that. That is not coming from God. And if God is on our side, what or who can be against us? Right. And that gives me the chills, people. I love that you remind me of that quite often. It's great. Awesome. So same thing being said here. I apologize for those that are watching on Facebook Live. My hair. My hair is crazy, bro. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. My hair, for those that are listening, looks like Elvis Presley in the big hair days. But worse, because it's all over the place. Anyways, I tell you this, and I've been saying this from the start. God slowed down the world, people. He slowed us all down. He slowed me down way before this coronavirus hit through my addiction phase. He slows a lot of people down by throwing them behind bars. He slows people down with illnesses. He slows families down with death. But he's not slowing us down to, to badger us or to condemn us or to hurt us, even though it might not taste good and it might be heartbreaking or whatnot. And, and just like this coronavirus, he's slowing us down because... In the fast lane, we tend to not appreciate anything. And the reason why I even went this direction right now is because I appreciate the people that cut my hair more than anything right now. <laughs> right? The simple things. He slowed me down through my addiction because I never appreciated the birds and the beauty behind the, the scenes of life that I just passed up and took for granted. Whether that was as big as my family, my kids, or my wife, or as small as just green grass and trees and little birds. So he slows us down so that we can wake up. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right? Hopefully that makes sense, people. So I thank everybody for joining us. I'm so excited to be here today. This is our second take, and I'm going to go straight to the questions. People, we are going off subject. We are using this as an inspirational podcast right now to pump people up that may be, you know, in a bad way. We know that whenever there's solitude or division amongst family or friends, or maybe you haven't been able to go to church, maybe you haven't been able to go to meetings. I know the overdose rate has spiked up, divorce rate, domestic violence, alcoholism, all the bad things have spiked up because when there is people retract into caves, that's when the devil can do his greatest damage. Um, that's the one mission that I know from being in, in addiction. When he cornered Scott in, in his own basement or a bedroom by himself, then, man, I was just going to get eaten up no matter what. But we're here to encourage people. We're here to be truthful. We're not here to 
um, be negative or to get too political on what you should believe and what you should not believe with the media nowadays because it is insane on, on Facebook. I, hey, three days ago I saw the insanity and I'm done with my timeline for a while. Um, you know, I always fall back to one thing, and before I give this over to the Josh in a second here, I always fall back to people. One of the most powerful things Jesus says, and it's about the mustard seed. Whenever we start sinking, whenever we start falling into the water, whenever we start falling down from our pedestal, especially if you're a believer, Jesus says, keep your eye on the mustard seed, which is him. It's him, his father, and the Holy Spirit. Keep your eye on the mustard seed, Scott. Everything's going to be okay. And it's bad, and it's, I got a lot of anger issues, and we'll talk about that. I've been up and down on this roller coaster ride, like most of us have been. You know, whether we're waiting for people to help out or or watching, you know, people get unemployed, including my my wife's business and my ministry getting shut down. What's got me through it? I stay focused on God. This is not a surprise to God. So, with that being said, Josh, how have you been? And we'll just start with a question. Number one, what has been your biggest challenge over these last two months? Well, like I said in the first take of this podcast, uh, activity, to stay active. Uh, you might have the bug a little more than me, but I'm somebody that i got to keep moving. I need, especially when I have momentum, i got to keep momentum. So it's been a challenge, but an interesting challenge, not a bad challenge, to find ways to stay socially active try to find ways to stay financially active, most importantly, spiritually active. Uh, and while a lot of things have spiked, a lot of negative things, overdose rates, domestic violence, uh, things like that, I think another thing that has spiked is I think there are a lot of people who have dusted off their Bible, who have gotten back into uh, meditation, uh, their their routines. They've remembered their passions. They've remembered their hobbies. They've Amen. remembered their families. Core values. They you know. And now I don't have to just wake up, slap a toothbrush across my teeth, guzzle a cup of coffee, and get <laughs> run and out to work. Yeah. People have had time to, to to wake up a little more slowly. My morning meditation time has greatly increased during this. Uh, I'm reading a little bit more. I've taken on a couple more studies. I used to just do one study in the morning and do my little reading. So. Uh, it's been a challenge to me to, to learn how to stay active. Uh, opening up my phone contact list and calling a few people from church every day or uh, a few old friends from 12-step meetings or whoever, maybe just, just you, just sure. reaching out to people to not isolate during this time, to stay active socially even though I can't be there. Uh, my, my FaceTime hours have went up on my phone probably. I've, Reached out to old friends I haven't talked to in a long time. Right. It's, it's, there's been a lot of good nostalgic things. stuff. We were talking there's about been that a, earlier. A lot of earlier. good things that we just didn't have the time for, that we're now able to have the time for. So that's that's what I've been doing and focusing. Do on. you feel that God is preparing for something? Isn't it? I know in my life normally it, He'll slow things down right before something huge happens. Do you yeah. feel something like that? I, do. <laughs> I feel something huge happening because. The enemy is at me. Yeah. I mean, even in my relationship with my daughter, and there's been times it's been very difficult. Uh, in my relationship with, with, with my business, it's been very difficult. 
to how am I going to make it financially? Even those those times where I just want to be lazy, it's been very difficult. But we, we get through it. We get through it. That's it. How do we get through it, though? I got to keep my eyes fixed on Jesus. Yeah. I got to understand that we'll get into later with Scripture, but I have to keep my eyes forward. I have to be steadfast. I have to stay in a certain direction. So if my current circumstance is point A in a journey and then breakthrough is point B, uh, my, my current circumstance might be the health problems. It might be financial problems. Sure. It might just be spiritual bankruptcy. Whatever that issue is, maybe it's my anger or inconsideration, uh, my inability to, 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 to react with an emotional strength. Sure. Whatever that situation is would be point A. And point B being breakthrough, I always make it to point B. You always do. With, with, with the shutdown, listen, we're all going to make it to point B. Some people are going to lose things. Some people are going to lose money, businesses. Some people, and, and God love them and be with you, are going to lose family members or f- close friends to this virus. Like These are things that are going to happen, but we're going to make it. Amen. We're going to make it to point B. So, so the challenge for me is between point A and point B, how do I live my life? How do I live my life between A and B? Am I freaking out? Am I full of fear? Am I blasting this stuff all over Wasting Facebook? time. Am I feeding into what the media is telling me? Or am I just fixed on Jesus? Am I looking for a place where I can stay steadfast? I can keep moving in one direction. Yeah. And that's to point B. Yeah. And I don't have to treat people bad. Yeah. I can choose to act within the confines of love between point A and point B. Yeah. I can have patience and understand that, like we just talked about, what has God brought me through already? Amen. I've God has helped me beat heroin addiction. He's helped me beat a 14-year felony prison record. He's helped me overcome all that stuff Huge. and shown me that I am able to be a part of society. I am able to be a, a, a loving member of the Christian community where I can give and I found ways to give through this. Sure. I found ways to People use need help now more than my, ever. Right? I still tithe to my church. Sure. I still I'm out there taking pictures. Sure. I'm participating in meetings to help to help things grow. Like I don't have to be still just because just because somebody's the, telling you to be still the business sector mm-hmm. has shut down does not mean that Jesus is shut down. Amen. He's more active right now within us than he than than he's been in a long time. Amen. I really I really believe that. I've been more busy now over these last two months than I am when we're full steam ahead with the ministry. Yeah. And um, one of the things that everybody's struggling with, and, and this is this is how God gets us, refines us to trust Him more. My security in my past life was in my bank accounts, was in my marriage certificate, was in all these paperworks, in and it was in materialistic things. Right. God doesn't care about that. He wants the, our security system to be into in Him. He wants to be our 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 bank account. He wants to be the the certificates that we may think give us comfort at the end of the day. Our retirement plan. Like everybody works so hard for that and then they they they, they completely ignore where it's all coming from, which is God. So I appreciate we are on Facebook Live and you guys are on fire. I appreciate everybody that's watching Facebook Live. I've written I've been taking all their their suggestions, man, and it's been awesome. One of the things I want to say is this virus did not surprise God. He didn't like wake up, you know, two months ago, like, oh, I didn't see that coming. This is part of God's plan. 
This is part of God's plan, people. It didn't surprise him. So if that's true, then we know that if we're in God, if we're in Christ, then he's always looking out for our best interests. And that may not suit our will, but once again, just like somebody said, it's his will be done. If you're a true believer, his will has to be good with us. And even if he takes a life, like I struggled so many years with my dad's death, you know, it was God's will to take him away. I don't struggle with it anymore because I know it's way bigger. It's way bigger, people, than just the 30, 40, 80 years on this planet that we'll have. It's about eternal life. So even if somebody did lose a friend or life has been lost because of this virus or any of the other million things out there that people die from every day, it's his will be done. Death is just the beginning, people. Death is just the beginning. So I wanted to go through listening to you and listening to you guys on Facebook Live with all your great comments. I welcome everybody that's watching us. Thank you, guys. It's awesome to see what's up, JP. What is up, Grant? Thank you for joining us here. We are on fire because we haven't done this in a while, and we feel everybody needs a clean, fresh of Jesus air through all this way crazy stuff that the media has been feeding us. People, I've given Caesars what Caesars, Jesus and I'm giving God what is God's. That coin is now out of my hands, you know, and I did my due diligence. We'll talk about that in a minute. But one of the things I wanted to say is an idle mind is the devil's playground, people. Huh? When the idle mind is the devil's playground, uh. right? So whenever the world slows down, whenever there's division, whenever there's solitude, Whenever we can put ourselves in the corner of a room, you better believe, and I said this on our first take, that the devil is the first responder. The devil is always going to try to take advantage of a situation. If people don't think that the devil is going to try to take advantage of the shutdown, you're crazy. And that's what we're starting to see now. Now that everything's been shut down for two months, the first month I can justify, I'm sure... I'm not doubting that there was something huge out there that's going through this, this, this country, that's going through this world. The virus is, is, is out there. But do we believe all the statistics? Man, I rely on God for my source of information. If people are relying on Facebook and media and corrupt, I'm not going to point fingers at politicians or people in the health industry. God bless the ones that are truthful and that are, that are taking care of the sick and the suffering. But... If we don't think that the devil hasn't woven himself into some of those people, we're crazy, right? So anyways, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over a couple things. You mentioned when this shutdown has happened, people, we tend to go to what's most important to us, our core values, our family, our friends, our loved ones, our parents. We appreciate more. That's why God slows down the world, right? So the core values, the things that we may have used to love that we haven't had time to do. Everybody's doing it. I was at Walmart, and they sold out of bicycles. What? They were gone. It was so awesome to see that. Everybody was buying bicycles. And, and you know, even in my neighborhood, every family's walking now. Mm -hmm. That's never happened. I've been in this neighborhood for 15 years, and, and maybe there was two or three runners out there. But now everybody's walking. Everybody's getting in shape. So the media wants to focus on a lot of the negativity, but my buddy Brad Pitt said it the best in, um, what was the zombie movie he did? The zombie movie that Brad Pitt did? Was it called Z? Or World something? War Z. Yeah. He said, motion is life. 
motion is life. And I said that, hey, you got to keep moving forward, people. And that doesn't mean we cross boundaries that some of the government has put into place and the mask thing and all that. We're not telling people to throw all that away and just run out there like, like a lot of cities are and protest and cause more violent situations. But movement in my head is life. I know as an addict, when I was still on a couch, that was death. There's nothing good from a couch. One of my first campaigns is I tell everybody to burn their couch. Nothing good happens on the couch unless you're with your wife or your husband or your kids or, and you're watching a nice cozy movie. So um, isolation is the devil's playground. Idle mind is the devil's playground. What's up, Brandon? You need to listen to this, son, because you're about to have a baby. Wow, awesome. I'm glad all you guys are joining us. Um, everybody's going to be questioning faith right now. And that's the other thing. One of my guys said that on there. It's like, if you don't have beliefs or, or you know, you're questioning it, what, what, who put this all together or where this virus is coming, I guarantee everybody is questioning faith right now. The last thing I'm going to say before I hand it back over to Josh is, once again, as a reminder, we have to look back. We have to look back at our life. I know my life. I went through the mill. I went through the grinding stones, and I'm not going to even go into that. All my addiction, all the debauchery, all the craziness, and even when I did, wasn't a believer, God got me through some crazy times, people, through my addiction. And so whenever I start getting too flustered with all the drama that might be going around, God always reminds me, Scotty, look what I've gotten you through. This virus, this shutdown, whether it's financially affecting people or whether it's, you know, separating you from elderly loved ones like my mom or, or um, Jaina's mom and dad, um, we're going to get through it and it's going to be okay. Josh, what do you have to add on that situation? Uh, that what we are experiencing as a human race or as mankind isn't new. It's, this is something that's new to our generation. Uh, don't forget that in the year 1900, tuberculosis was the number three killer of people. There were entire hospitals called sanatoriums that were built just for people that had this right. respiratory illness that killed you. It's really good that we were able to take safety precautions to put things into place with the media the way it is, like we talked about in the first take of this podcast, it, it, I don't know what's real. You can't. You know, I, with the media and, and with, with this thing becoming politicized, yeah, I don't know what the truth is regarding and we'll never. And the problem is you'll never really know. I do know somebody that said what the truth is, and Correct. that was Jesus. He said, I am the truth, the way, and the life. And the life. And that's the prize. Like you said, death is the beginning. Eternal life is the prize, not this life. So it's important for me that my faith is foremost. My faith is in front of me like a shield. My faith is what's going before me when my business lost all its business. Right. My faith is the thing that's going before me when I have friends who, who are losing their behind on everything when I'm stuck in my house with my daughter all day every day but it's my faith that has to go before me that this is something that's happened 
to the human race many times. The Bible's full of stories of pestilence, disease. But the Bible's full of stories of, of disease that happens during times of drought and times of famine. Imagine if we were in the United States and there was no food. We are, we are a pampered people, man. Yeah. We're like, oh, Used to getting what we want. Yeah, there was a time when the whole, what was known to be the whole world was in famine, starving to death. There was no rain year after year, mm. no crops. And then add, to rub salt into that wound, here comes disease. Sure. You know, we've d dealt with things like smallpox, the scarlet fever, tuberculosis, consumption, <laughs> the bubonic plague. This isn't new. Yes. This isn't new. Yeah, every 50 to 100 years, something, right. something seems to blow through. So all that I've been trying to do is to keep a level head, not feed too much into the media, but get enough out of it to where I know what to do to respect the people around me. I really don't want to wear a mask. Right. But I know some people, maybe you, your mom, so you see your mom a lot, maybe if you want me to wear a mask, I'd respect you, I'll wear one. Yes. And, and I'll argue about it. i got to move through this with love just like everything else. That's it. There are people that are like, I won't wear a mask. Yeah. And then there's people on the other side like, you better wear a mask. And it's like, dude, just chill. That's it. Respect, love. Let's make it through this. Thankfully, here in Ohio, things are starting to, to lighten up a little yes. bit. We're going to start seeing a little bit more movement. And I hope that as we slowly integrate ourselves back into a working society, that we hold on to those things mm. that we started doing during this pandemic that we didn't have time for before. The walks, the yeah. bike rides, the family time. The supper with the family. Dads being night. dads, Home mom cooking. being moms. Right. I, look, please, let's hold on to that. Let's hold on to the, to the, I read the Bible in the mornings or maybe a little bit more in the mornings. My prayer life has become more uh, vibrant. vibrant and involved. Yes. You know, let's keep doing those things even when we get back to normal. I can always look in my past and see where God has constantly tried to slow me down so that I could finally appreciate the little things in life. The, and, and the reference I made is, and we are all, especially as Americans, we're all in this fast lane. And in the fast lane going 70, 80 miles an hour, or you're on one wheel doing 100, which I don't do anymore, but you pass up so much. You pass up life. You know, so all God has always done in history is try to slow people down so that we can appreciate him, number one, because he's the one that provides it all. So we appreciate him, and once we can appreciate him, then suddenly, I tell you this, people, I've appreciated so much more, whether it's been school teachers or whether it's been, like I said earlier, joking around about haircuts and and just the efficiency and the blessings that are always around us that have been taken away. Mm. Appreciated, honestly, people, toilet paper, which is the most ridiculous thing. I've never gave thanks to toilet paper in my life, right? So you better believe the first time everybody ran out two months ago and bought, there was no toilet paper. It's like everybody's all of a sudden like, wow, <laughs> have I ever thanked anybody for a roll of toilet paper? <laughs> maybe. Right. You know, maybe if you've been in jail or something. I ran out right before. I <laughs> know, I saw you. You were like, I couldn't buy any. And because, that's it. Oh, you guys bought it all up. But hey, here my cousin dropped off a big giant thing because right. I was ranting about it on Facebook. I think right. she might have felt kind of bad. Right. 
sick because she. Right. Well, you know, yeah, there's a thing on my porch of toilet paper, right. 32 rolls. It's right. like, thank you. Well, and that's it. You know, when things get slowed down and God moves us, sometimes he's got to force us. And that's what has happened. I know this wasn't a surprise for God. And God will put us through things that aren't always cherry and ice cream with the cherry on top or whatever. You know, he puts us through devastating things so we can learn. He put me through this huge bout of addiction so that I could finally pull my head out of my you-know-what. And if I wouldn't have gone as dark as I would have uh, that, uh, that I did, I would have never found him. So I can now look back at every single time I was in the deepest, darkest places of addiction or alcoholism and I thank him. That's crazy. Thank you for taking me that low so I can finally wake up, people. That is the truth behind why God does and takes away certain things from us. Whether it's life, which is unfortunate, but as a believer, life, when it comes to death, is only the beginning. So that's not even a bad thing. Or whether it's the simple things, like freedom, like uh, toilet paper, or whatever it is. Now, like Josh says, we just pray that we stay woken up. In that when we move out of that, that curb, the, the lane that's meant for breakdowns, that's where everybody's at right now. We're not even in a slow lane. We're in that broke down kind of hazard lights, flat tire lane. Once we start moving, like my wife was able to go back to work today, which is great. She's moved into probably the middle lane. I'm not going to say just a slow lane. But once she gets into that fast lane... Like, we were crying last night because our kids, and especially our little one, has become so appreciative. We're home every day. He <laughs> doesn't know what's really going on. But now it's like we look back and we're like, oh, how many people are looking back right now saying, boy, I wish I would have utilized those last two months off a little right. bit better. Right. I know I am. You know, So it's a roller coaster ride, I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of ups and downs in life, period, especially as a believer. But God constantly, whenever I got shaken up over the last two months, even this morning, if I got shaken, sh shaken up or shooken up or whatever, because we're still losing events. We just lost an event in Mexico, big event, New Mexico. And um, it doesn't taste good, but God's will be done. And we'll have to do it next year, which is great, you know. But, you know, there's still shocking things where I start to come unraveled. But the key to my life and my success in the peace of mind, even in the midst of chaos, is I come full center back to God. And if people, you want resources in truth, you're not going to find it anywhere now, today, period. Whether you're watching a governor on TV or medical, it's gotten so twisted up, the devil is woven so deep into everyone's lives now, maybe not everyone, but those that are whatever, that the only truth we can ever find, and Josh already said it. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and life. You want truth, people? Go open your Bible. That's where you're going to find your truth. And God tells me, Scott, go look outside. I'm still feeding the birds. And as long as I'm feeding the birds, everything's going to be all right. I'm going to take care of you. Joshua. What? What's up, dude? <laughs> what? So let's shift gears here. And as usual, the second half... I appreciate everybody listening. I hope everybody's gaining something out of this. Um, second half, we, we always pull out some verses. And what have you brought here today? Well, going with the fear and faith can't dwell in the same house. And a lot of the things that we are going through that we aren't used to because of 
abnormal circumstances. I thought the book of James. <laughs> James is always great yeah. for that. Yeah, and I'll just read it, and we'll just break it down and go from there. Cool? Yeah. All right. So we're reading out of the, out of the letter of James, chapter 1, starting at verse 2. And I'm going to skip some, and I'm going to pick, pick up again at, mm -hmm. at 12. But anyway, <clears throat> it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith. With no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Let the lowly brother boast in exaltation, and the rich in his humiliation. Because like a flower of the grass, he will pass away. For the sun rises with its scorching heat, and withers the grass. Its flower falls, and its beauty perishes." so also will the rich man fade away in the midst of his pursuits. Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. So, that was, again, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 14. Mm. And the 15th verse says, then, so 14, 15 again, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it conceives gives birth to sin, and when sin is fully grown, brings forth death. Mm. So, the testing of our faith. It's very important to me to understand that in verse 14, when it said, 13 and 14, it said that God does not tempt. Because right. we know God is love. God is not the giver of burden. There's so many times I hear people say, God's not going to put me through more than I can handle. And I like, I cringe. Because yeah, God's not going to put you through anything except goodness. Right. I put me through things. That's right. By Your my, will. The desires that yes. live in here. Yes. You know, when they say, God knows the desires of your heart. God also knows that our hearts are wicked. Right. Evil. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so, to go to the beginning... Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. And I'm reading out of the English Standard Version. Uh, all the, they all read a little bit differently, but they all kind of say the same thing. When I'm, when I'm in the middle of a trial, I should count it to joy. Because that is the testing of my faith. It's easy to get along when we get our way. Right. When, our, when we get our own way. The biggest problem with the world shutting down is... People aren't getting what they want. I can't go get this. I can't go that. It's The problem is, if we're believers, it's not about your will anymore. Right? It's, it's God's will. In the thing that I wrote down, and I'll hand it right back to you, 
is love your neighbor as you love yourself, when, especially when Jesus says, well, it's easy to love your friends. That doesn't prove anything. It's easy to love somebody that's great, a friend, or that provides for you, or loves you back. Right. That's, that's not what I'm saying, you know, not that he doesn't appreciate that. The challenge is to love the one that, that doesn't give you what you want, that doesn't agree with you, that actually hates you. Right? Uh, this is great. Try that. Yeah. When you can love that person, now you can begin to understand what I'm about. And I, it gives me chills. Because I just hated and I hated everybody. I hated everything. I hated myself. And if I hated myself, I couldn't possibly like anybody around us. So when we are not in a valley of life, it's easy to keep on living. But the problem is, that's when we start taking everything for granted, like we just talked about. So the importance of that part is way bigger, and I love to slow things down. Because each little part of every part of that Bible means so much people. And we tend to do these Bible studies. And, and whether we're in church or not, people just blast over our scripture without really taking it to the depth that I believe God wants us to take it to. Times of challenges in valleys, that's when we can love and show the core values of ourselves the most. These times right now, if you had a rocky relationship with your significant other, it's not gotten better. You probably are divorced. If you had issues and you were struggling with chemical dependency and you go through a valley, it's not going to get any better. It's going to get worse. The suicide rates have gone up. The alcoholism, the drug addiction, the, they're calling it that an epidemic. It's all gone back up because people, unfortunately, weren't dialed in to God and God's will. It's either times of trial are either going to solidify and strengthen the, the great relationships or, they, or they're going to completely destroy the ones that weren't, weren't built on. And, you know, that goes back to the steadfastness that he's talking about in there. What is your foundation of life built on? Did you build it on lies and deceit, sandy bottoms? Or did you build it on truth and God, the rock? Yeah. So if... <clears throat> Count it to joy when I meet trials of various kinds. Well, how do I do that? Why would I be happy that I'm being challenged? Why would I be happy that I've experienced some kind of a, a, a downfall or or a breakdown in my life? Right. Loss of job. Loss of freedom. Of loss of a loved one. Right. Loss of money. Right. Loss of health. Why would I count that to joy? I'm going to tell you why. I bought an angle grinder. And I didn't need one. And I didn't need that thing for a long time. But I remember the first time I needed it. The situation arose and I was like, I'm going to use my <laughs> angle grinder. Or it's like going to the grocery store and I buy some like really good snack, but I never really have the perfect time to eat it. Then maybe I turn on a movie and, every, and the moment is just right. And I'm like, this is when I'm supposed to eat the, the cheese that I got. <laughs> I like this cheese. It's covered with blueberries. You put on graham crackers. It tastes like cheesecake. It's great. But anyways... That's why. Because when I experience these trials, I, I grab Jesus. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Yeah. I'm going to make it. Yeah. One way or another. To die is to gain. To live as Christ and to die is gain. So Amen. whatever happens, 
I got the best tool. I got the best snack. I got the best strength. And, and that, when I'm in that trial, and I'm using the tools that God gives me with his word, that's going to produce my steadfastness, which is moving in a straight line. It's, it's, it's moving with a purpose in a certain direction, and I'm moving towards goodness, I'm moving towards love, I'm moving towards forgiveness and, and, and respect, and everything's good. And I get to point B, and I, I, I achieve that breakthrough. Because when, 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 my, when my steadfastness is produced, it says, and let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and lacking in nothing. So am I perfect now? Nope. But when I make it to eternity, if I've been steadfast in the direction, I'm going to be forgiven of those sins. I'm going to be forgiven of where I've fallen short. And I'm going to get the crown of life. It's a promise. It says right here. It says right here. Count it joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And if you lack, ask for it. We learn more through the tough times than the good times. Period. And we talked about that in an earlier podcast. It said it's better to be at a funeral than at a party. Why does that make sense? Because at the party... We're in the fast lane. We pass up everything. You don't appreciate anything. You think you're the man. I'm, I went to plenty of parties, had plenty of parties. You know, I was the man. I'm the, wear the king's crown and had the whatever. And I completely appreciated nothing. Uh, and I was completely miserable. Go to a funeral, and it's quite the opposite. Now you start appreciating life. You start appreciating health. The unfortunate part about a lot of our mistakes is it may be gone before you get it. And that's the devastating part about a lot of relationships. I was very fortunate coming through the darkness that I came through to still have a, my beautiful wife by my side. And that's a blessing. And I was very fortunate to have beautiful kids that were still young enough and that I could still be a proper father to. And so I thank God for putting me through the worst of the worst the lowest valleys, in, in, in all honesty, so many people want to be judgmental about helping others or helping somebody on the side of the road, you know, the panhandlers that are, well, I'm not going to give him a dollar because he's just going to use it to buy drugs or alcohol. You know what? There was a last time that I used drugs and alcohol. It may have been 10,641, but I never used another day in my life. And if you gave me money, to use that last time, you helped me get to where I needed to go. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. We, I, heard, it, I heard a it, thing one time. A guy was like, if I give you a dollar, you're just going to go buy drugs or alcohol with it. And the homeless guy looked at me and said, yeah, what are you going to use it for? <laughs> there <laughs> I you go. Like, oh, taste, taste your own oh, medicine. Oh. Right. <laughs> right. Good. So, Josh, round us around that corner here. Well, in verse 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. And let no one say, when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. And I'm just going to cross-reference that with uh, 1 Corinthians 10, 13. See if I can... Everybody needs love. 
Everybody needs the quality of Christ. God puts us through valleys. I thank everybody for joining us, whether you're listening to this as a podcast or whether you're listening live on Facebook. Thank you for everybody for checking in here today. I'm getting such great feedback on Facebook Live. I appreciate everybody checking in and giving us those one-liners. And everybody needs love. That's what God is about. That's what Jesus is love. That's, that's, if there's one definition of Jesus, it's love, pure love, that we can't even handle because it's so big. We can't even grasp a little bit of it. It is the valleys, people, that strengthen us. It's the valleys that draw us closer to each other. But bigger than that, it is the valleys that draw us closer to God. That's right. If we didn't go through those valleys, people, we would step right over God at every footstep that we took. Because we would start thinking that we were the man. I gained all this. It's my business. It's my food. It's my toilet paper. No, (laughs) it's not. And when you go to the grocery store and there's no toilet paper left, I was thanking God for all the toilet paper because even if that might not have been coming straight out of God's hands, whoever invented that thing and produced it, whether they like to believe it or not, it's coming from God. You know, there was something along with what you're talking about. I always, I wondered for a long time, God, you removed my addiction. You removed my need to get high or to be drunk all the time. Can you please remove my anger the same way? Can you please remove my inconsideration? Can you please remove my dishonesty? Can you, I mean, you you magically... Lifted the desire to get high right. for me. Can you do that with everything else? No, I can't, Josh, because then you won't need me. Amen. That's it. Yeah, that goes Whoa. right. That, that's huge. Gives Whoa. me the chills. Gives <laughs> me the chills. But that goes straight to the thorn in the side. And, I, and, and there's certain parts of the right. Bible because I still struggle with a lot of things. I've been delivered of the alcoholism. I've been delivered of drug addiction. I no longer desire that. I don't know don't longer desire half the stupid stuff I used to do, which is deliverance, people. But there are some things that I definitely struggle with. And I love the passage of Peter or uh, Paul, Saul, asking God to take the thorn out of his side. He says, no. He's begging God to take it out. And he actually almost, and I can't pull up the scripture now because I'm afraid I'll screw right. this up. But it's like God stomps his foot down and says, stop asking me. Right? Right? Like, you know, I'm leaving those in there because out of our weakness, God's perfection right. can be right. He says, unleashed. He says, my perfection. He says, thrice I've asked him to remove it. And, and God said, my grace is sufficient, is sufficient for you. Yes. For it is in your weakness. That, that my perfection, yeah. yes. And Paul says that, in my weakness I am made strong. Yes. Yeah. So people, um, thank you guys for joining us once again. Well, there it is. So, and, and to, to wrap up what I'm saying, to cross-reference uh, James chapter 1, verses 2 through 15 with 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. So we're talking about temptation, that God is not the giver of burden. And in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. So in one respect, when we talk about temptation, happens out of the desires of our wicked little hearts. Mm. But a situation like the coronavirus, Mm -hmm. there are people who had no power and no control 
over losing their jobs, losing their business, not having childcare to be able to work, whatever the, the, the circumstances were, it was bad stuff. But it says no temptation or situation. I'm going to add that in there. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm going to be doomed for that or no. not. But no situation is overtaking you that's not common to man. We as humans have been fighting pestilence and disease for a long time. But it says God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. He's not going to let you go through anything more than you can handle. And where was my revelation paper? Where's my revelation piece of paper? Oh, no. Right here. Here's what I came up with today. I cannot measure the day's demands against my strength. I cannot measure what's needed out of me today against my strength because if I did that, I'd realize I'm never going to make it because things happen in my life over and over and over and over that aren't supposed to happen. I wasn't supposed to be able to do that. Amen. I wasn't supposed to go be able to go. For, I had a sixth grade education, 14-year felony prison record, whatever. I wasn't supposed to be a business owner. Mm. I wasn't supposed to be able to... To, according to what society thinks. I wasn't supposed to be able to provide people jobs. I wasn't supposed to be able to have full custody of my daughter. A judge one time told me she wouldn't trust me with a pack of M&Ms. Wow. Amen. Now, judges, let me have control of human lives. Wow. Yeah, so it's great. But no temptation has overtaken us. It's not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with the temptation... When that comes, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Amen. So are we giving up? Or are we using our faith to go before us as a shield? Not my works. Yep. My works aren't going to save nope. me. It's only my faith. Faith. As going before me as a shield, I will be able to endure this. You will be able to endure this. The COVID-19, if you lost your job, if you lost a family member or a relative or a friend to the, to the virus, or if somebody's sick, like you're going to make, it's going to be okay. May faith be your shield, and I pray for all of you. Amen. Thank you. The last final words that I'm going to have here today before we close out in prayer, and thank you so much for joining us, whether you're joining us on Facebook Live or, or you're going to tune into our podcast later. You got one of two ways to deal with every valley or situation. The way the devil wants you to do it or the way God wants you. It's that simple, people. You can either follow God or you can follow the devil. And I know if people aren't believers or they may be atheists out there like I was. I know this. I thought I was my own man and I didn't believe God existed. But I tell you this. I was a fool and the devil was in complete control of my life, whether I liked it or not. It's either the devil's way or God's way, people. Obviously, God puts us through famine. He puts us through valleys to draw us closer to him and his son, Jesus, closer to the word. And within drawing us closer to him, what happened? We are closer to everything that was our core. Become closer with my kids. I've become closer with my wife, even though, you know, to, Truth be told, we were going through a lot of ups and downs with over this last couple months. But we stayed together and we solidified our foundation. The devil wants to crack our foundation. He wants to put us on the sand. God wants to strengthen it. He wants to put super duper bonding agents in your concrete, people. It's that simple. 
the beauty behind my relationship with God from day one because I told him I'm a stupid, ignorant fool. Please break it to me simple. And that's what he's always done. And the thing that I found out, no matter how much I dive into the word, it is really simple. And it's maybe kind of worded in one way or the other, but the core of it is simple. It's his way or the highway. Any final words, Josh? Um, yeah, just one quick thing. <clears throat> Anybody who might be new in their relationship or renewing uh, their relationship with God or their walk with Christ or maybe it's a sobriety, whatever it is. Early on in my recovery and uh, renewed relationship with Christ, I oftentimes had a very difficult time figuring out what God wanted me to do. I don't always know what God wants me to do. But I always know what God doesn't want Amen. me to do. That's it. So as long as I don't do the things that God does not want me to do, I'm doing exactly what he wants me to <laughs> That's do. That's it. Maybe there's not something I got to figure out. Maybe it's just like, okay, I got to not get high today. That's it. It doesn't matter what else I do today. If God's not giving me a clear cut thing man. like... Go forth and build an ark. Yeah. Like if, and if that's not happening to me, I just got to not do the things that's I know right. he doesn't want me to do. Everybody loves the big God moments that he has us do something great. But it's those times where maybe God wants us to just be, lie and be still and know who he is. Right? So men of faith, could you imagine being, being Moses and you're walking, uh, you're tending to your sheep and all of a sudden the bush catches on fire and mm. starts talking to you. Mm. Tells you to go to the leader of the people and tell him to free the slaves. Moses is probably like, what? Mm -hmm. Like, without faith, Moses couldn't have done that. Noah, hey, build an ark. Yeah. Imagine, Scott, you're a builder. Yeah. Imagine if God told you, you got to build a boat big enough for mm. all the animals, for two of each. I have a hard enough time You'd building be like, a bike. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you have to just say, That's okay, it. and take faith before you. Faith that this is going to work out. So, whatever it is that God's telling us, like that shield of faith, man. Yeah. Don't do what you're not supposed to do and go forward knowing that you're doing what you're supposed to do. That's all. Amen. Yeah. Thank you. Thank fire. you, guys. You're on fire. Thank you so much, Josh, for joining us here today. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And uh, we love everybody. We appreciate everybody. We're hoping everybody is doing well and that you gained something from this podcast here today. Remember, isolation is the devil's playground. Idle mind is the devil's playground. You want the truth? Read the Bible. Listen to your heart. So we're going to close out in prayer here. I'm going to pull off my hat and show you my crazy... It looked like a, I have a toupee. <laughs> <laughs> I need a haircut. Don't Thank you, like everybody out there. Those, uh, everybody out there that uh, cuts hair. We appreciate you. Yeah, hit me up. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if we take a, a moment of silence here, bow our heads, and I'm going to close this out in prayer. Thank you guys for joining us. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for taking us into these valleys. We thank you for all the little things in our lives that we constantly forget about or we take for granted. Whether that's the roll of toilet paper or maybe it was our, our significant other or, or just travel or freedom. Maybe it was our parents or elderly. Um, Father, we just know that you're always looking to strengthen our foundation in normally to draw us closer to you. So Father, I ask you to open all of our hearts and minds to increase our love 
and our desire for you and your son, Jesus Christ. Father, we ask you to not put us right back into the fast lane as we start to open up this country, but that we stay in that middle lane. Maybe not the slow lane, but let us stay in that middle lane so we can still appreciate the things we've been able to appreciate with this downtime, but not go fast enough to where we just fly by life. Because in the end, it's the small things that truly count. Father, we just thank you for being in our lives. We thank you for everything loving and positive that you provide for us. We thank you for eternal life because this picture is way bigger than just this life here on earth. It's about eternity. We ask that you bless the sick and suffering right now, those that are struggling with addiction, loss, or death, or, or just their faith. Father, we just ask to be used and to bless this podcast and bless all those that listen to it and that are moving forward with life. We ask you especially to start blessing and, and bring out the truth in our minds and our hearts. I ask you to clean up all those that are taking advantage of this virus. I ask you to bless this country and have those that are done with truth sit back down. To get out of the spotlight. Father, we just ask you to bind the devil's work that's being done within this web of this virus that's been woven. That you shine as we start to open this country back up. Father, we love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for everything that you give us. We thank you especially for the second chance you gave us in your son, Jesus Christ. Help us keep the eye on the seed. Help us love one another. Help us appreciate the valleys and the gain and be strengthened from the valleys that you put us in, whether it's loss of job or life or whatever it may be, or health. And uh, till next time, we love you. We appreciate you. Amen. Amen. Can you push the button? <laughs> Help me push this button and get a haircut. <clears throat> right on.